0: hey everyone welcome to the twim show this is sajid islam your host and today we are recording episode 101 and this covers the updates from the week of march 21 through 26 2022 so first of all very quickly uh an update from shopify shopify has launched a tool called linkpop Uh, linkpop is basically a link in bio solution uh, this is something similar to what you may have seen uh, from products such as Linktree and things like that, which has been very popular amongst creators where, you know, you say link in bio and you click on Linktree and then it opens up a page on a website where all it has are the links that you want the person to see in the form of a button and blah, blah, blah. Well, Shopify is taking it a step further. We're saying, you know, if you do that, it integrates with your Shopify store. So, you know, people, you can promote your product or your whatever you're promoting and then Obviously, people can f- complete the checkout all in one interface. Now, if you ask me, it's definitely, uh, uh, how do I say, it's definitely an uh, all in all solution for Shopify. It helps uh, them to, uh, you know, have keep their merchants on the platform and their merchant doesn't have to buy yet another third-party solution things like that and obviously a bad news for Linktree because Linktree as a standalone product is now going to be used less and less um, again you know I always wondered like if you already have a website like for example our website was ease on WordPress and we used to use Linktree and then I was like this makes no sense we have WordPress why not just use WordPress and all the analytics are here why would I want to pay $10 extra a month for something like Linktree when it makes no sense we already pay for wordpress hosting so this is all in all good news the other two updates from shopify are shopify is uh you know has added two marketing features one is you know call segmentation where it allows you to uh it's a predictive predictive uh feature where you know it allows you to kind of seize who are going to be your high medium and low uh, customers again it's all predictive predictive is like you know me looking at a crystal ball and saying hey this guy is going to be this this guy is going to be that and you can kind of know that right if you look some if you saw someone based on um you know, the appearance in your physical store. Now with Shopify, obviously they have a much more richer data where, uh, you know, they have people, for example, if I was shopping across different merchants, uh, on Shopify, Shopify could say, Hey, Sajid tends to spend a lot of money. Uh, maybe he's going to be a high spender. But again, at the same time, Guys, it could be it could be misleading as well. So anyway, I don't want to talk too much about it. I can tell you more and more and why this is I'm not a big fan of predictive softwares, but you know, it's as I rather have you spend time on actually doing better marketing efforts that gets you more better leads and more customers okay the other thing is that marketers can now automate the shopify customer email campaigns users can choose from a variety of email themes and design their own procedures for sending email and scheduling emails basically what this means is that if you're a shopify seller you don't have to get something like mailchimp anymore it's all built in right and it also announced that the shopify email service will allow marketers to send up 10,000 emails for free every month so again if you have say uh customers list and you want to send 10,000 emails that's fine again Shopify is building in these features bells and whistles to keep their customers on the platform and of course if you're growing if you send more than 10,000 emails per month you pay a little bit more right it's a good thing win for Shopify uh, great win for you know small businesses who don't want to like really jump from one platform to another I like that overall but at the same time I have reservations around being in one platform such as Shopify that's going to nickel and dime you for every little features here and there. That's for another day. Anyways, let's move on. Next up, LinkedIn is now allowing company pages to publish newsletters. I mean, again, in in the LinkedIn world, company pages are business pages. In the Facebook world, but, you know, hey, different platform call it differently. But basically, now we have a LinkedIn page called Market and Grow. If we're eligible, we would be able to create newsletters and publish it and send it to our uh, followers automatically. This is a great feature and, you know, followers can always start sign up, sign off or sign out opt-in opt-out I guess that's the right word uh, it's, it's a good thing you know up until now uh, LinkedIn last year I believe they turned it on for creators on their personal profile now LinkedIn be bringing it into the business profile obviously as with as we have seen with LinkedIn and all the other platforms when something like this launches it is always uh, the first core user groups they have a little bit and after that they kind of you know make it available to everyone else it's the same thing with this feature, but go ahead and try it out. It's a good way for you to engage with people who are following your page. By the way, I will tell you, I'm surprised to see that uh, we have more followers on LinkedIn uh, pages than I expected we would have. Why? Because, you know, LinkedIn is basically used to be an afterthought, but I've seen a lot of people start following us. I don't know how they found us, but they found us and they are staying there. We have a lot more reach uh, on LinkedIn than we have on other platform. That's just me. Okay. Uh, moving on, this update is from Instagram where, you know, all US Instagram users can now create product tags. What basically this means is that... Uh Instagram is allowing anybody, anyone like you, me, whoever is listening, if you're in the US, to add a product and tag it and say, hey, I'm using this product. And obviously the product owner, the business will see, uh, you know, that I have tagged that product. So for example, I can tag my Apple iPhone and I can say, hey, I'm using Apple iPhone. And this is great for affiliate marketers, right? Who can have make deals and say, hey, I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. Buy this, go here, click on my link in the bio and everything and track it in the back end. Right. Again, business idea, maybe you need you can build a software that allows this all this tracking functionality, things like that in the back end, but that's for another day. It's a great thing. Now, on the flip side, Instagram has also said that, you know, the business owner can turn off who can tag your products and things like that. So, for example, if I buy a product and it's shit and it doesn't work, it, I was got scammed, if I tag it and they say, oh, it's a negative review, they can turn it off and geeks what. So... It's good and it's bad. I wish Instagram hasn't done that. It had allowed people to kind of figure out, you know, what to do. It's like I can go put up a website that says, you know, Apple sucks, right? And Apple is not going to come shut it down. And that's the power of the web. I do not know why Instagram and Facebook as a company has to go and police and moderate everything in the under the sun. It's just that they get into this lose, lose situations where they don't make progress, right? They could have an appeals process, like, and, hey, if someone's, like, really being, um, is trolling you or really saying bad things about you, and, you know, and we will review it, and we will figure it out. Rather than saying that, they're, like, saying, well, let's give the power back to the business, and now the scammers are going to all do that, right? You know that. We have seen that. Anyways, with that, let's move on to the next uh, update for again in the world of Instagram. Instagram now adds an option to have algorithm-free feed sorting. Of course, as with everything with Facebook and Instagram and Meta, Facebook is now Meta, is that nothing is by default. The good things are not in default. They are, you know, you have to go select the option physically or manually. But what they're saying is that because of all the things that have popped up last year and Prior about how meta slash Instagram controlling our view they're saying, okay we will know, we will give you an option to basically see your newsfeed uh, the way it shows up by the people you follow or people you favorited right those are the two options that they've added and the third is the default option is like you know let our algorithm decide what you want to see. I like this option it's just that you know it's a step uh, I it's a bit more involved because you have to remember oh I need to go see the way you know the updates rolled in from the people I follow or people I favorited but that's all there is nothing else uh, then so while staying on the topic of Facebook meta slash Instagram there is an update from meta meta has renamed automated ad suites uh, th- tools or campaign. Uh, names or campaign objectives on, in the automated ad suite and, and they're calling it Meta Advantage. They have given a different names. Nothing has really changed. It just made it, uh, you know, they changed the name from Facebook to Meta. So they might as well change like, you know, from, uh, whatever they had to Meta Advantage and things like that. But nothing has already has actually changed under the hood. There's quite a few changes. I'm not going to cover it, uh, in this podcast Uh, but there are things like advantage lookalikes and advantage detail targeting advantage lookalikes advantage what else is there Uh, expansion it just goes on and on and talks about each one of them what they do what i will do is i will put the link to this update to this facebook page or meta page where they announce all these things you can check it out if you want but i just want you to know that they have changed their name so Here's why I'm covering it. If someone were to call, tell you, hey, this is what it's called, uh, the new name, and someone starts to have an advantage lookalikes, you don't get like, huh? Or if someone is still using the old name, you're like, they're not keeping up to, up to date on the news. So I'm not sure what they're doing because they're not in the ad system. They're not saying things like that. So it goes both ways. That's why I'm covering it. Okay, moving on while we're on the social media, TikTok, uh, summit for you summit is back this year. It's going to be held next month. Uh, it's focusing on the Southeast Asian market. Uh, it's going to conduct a series of sessions with platform experts creators to highlight the app's current marketing potential. The seminar will focus on measurement, content production, and shop attainment. Right? It's a shopping plus entertainment because shop attainment. That's according to TikTok. What I'm going to do is put the link for the summit in the show notes. If you're interested, go ahead and check it out. Like as we always do, what we are going to do is we are going to take the highlights of this summit and show uh share it with you all on this uh, podcast. So if you are not watching the whole thing and you don't have to feel like you missed out, whatever happens, the good things, I'm going to cover it. The bad things, I'm going to skip it over. Okay. Moving on, let's move into the Google land. Google Merchant Center can now be linked to Google Analytics 4. If you're following our show, you know last week covered how Google has announced the end of life for Google Analytics 3, which is the universal analytics. And now they're moving into Google Analytics 4. The date is still July of 2023. However, you may think you have a lot of time. You really actually don't have a lot of time. Remember, folks, the best time to repair the roof on your home is when it's uh, sunshine, not when it's raining. Similarly, you want to get ahead of this curve and you want to get GA4 in and you want to go ahead and, you know, set it up, track, compare, make sure you have all the, you know, measurements uh, right before you switch over. Okay. Uh, but again, coming back into the land of Google Merchant Center, you need to have turn on auto tagging. And if you do so, then it will automatically, uh, yeah you know, go into uh, conversion settings page and connect it to your Google merchants account in GA4 and it should automatically link it up. That's as easy as that. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Google has launched a new partners directory. Of course, we covered when Google revamped the partners program in 2022. And we talked about it. And I also went in details about why I don't like Google being a Google partner, but Google came out and says, you know what, to show our commitment to Google partners program, we are re- launching this new directory where you can find all the Google partners. And obviously, um, these are partners who basically are people who have achieved an optimization score of 70%, spent $10,000 across all managed accounts within a 90-day period, have at least 50% of the designated account strategy certified in Google Ads with at least one certification each product area, search, display, video, etc. With a campaign spend of $500 or more and the ability to dismiss recommendation without them counting against your optimization score. So that's what it is. That's the last part is the big one, right? Still, I am not a big fan of this because if you look at Google certification program, it's nothing but an indoctrination sequence. It's. I've taken the Google certification exam. I am Google certified and I am still telling you uh, that when I took it, it had outdated information. I didn't think it was valuable. I The free masterclass that I do actually covers a lot more than what Google certification did. That's what I said. Thank. Anyways, uh, I shouldn't bash them up anymore uh, because we do Google marketing. With that, let's move on to the next update um, on Google. So this was pretty interesting. Uh, Google basically came out, uh, well, not Google, Google's John Mueller, who is obviously Google's spokesperson on the internet and talks about, you know, a Google search spokesperson on the internet. And he talks about, you know, how they rank pages with abbreviation. And then he pointed out to a YouTube video that you can see a lot more. But basically, uh, the short answer is that they don't do anything special. Uh, and when I say abbreviation, it's like abbreviation such as EG uh, or anything like that. Um, what, EG stands for example, it could be anything. But basically what Google's John Mueller is saying, hey, we don't treat it anything special. We just see it and we kind of treat, treat them as tokens on a page. And a token is essentially kind of a word or, or a phrase on a page that we should just uh, ignore. Uh, that's what he's saying. And uh, they don't do anything specific. That's all you need to know. So if you're worried about, oh, shit, uh, do I need to put EG or not? Or should I Google, will I be getting index or will I get the wrong index? Well, or wrong ranking? No, you're not. Don't worry about it. Stay... Focused on other stuff. And if you really want to learn more, I'm going to put in a link to a YouTube video that John Mueller says you watch. It's back from 2019, I believe, from a Google Search Central seminar. And it talks about a lot of semantics and things like that. That's only because if you want to geek out. If you don't want to geek out, please don't go or watch this video. It's going to be absolutely uh, not a best use of your time. I would rather have you focus on creating something else, like maybe a content, a blog page or something email campaign, things like that. Okay. Uh, next up is the Google search algorithm has been modified this month to highlight better product review. And obviously this comes from Google. I don't make it up. Uh, but what basically is Google is saying that, hey, if you want your product review to show up and count for you during uh, for SEO, then your product review should have in-depth useful uh, include in-depth. Sorry, let me take it back. Include useful in-depth information such as product benefits or cons as well as insights on how a product works or how it varies from earlier versions. Come from people who have used the product and, and can demonstrate what the product looks like now, looks like now or how it is used. Include information that is, that isn't provided by the maker such as graphics, audio or connections to other resources that detail over the reviewers experience. Compare and contrast products or explain how a product differs from its competitors. In general, these are some pretty pretty excellent criteria for the types of review you want anyway, and this is the type of information you want to elicit if you're trying to call on your uh, top brand supporters to post about your business and products. But you know, by the way, you don't have control over what your uh, customers or, you know, end users or fans write for you. Now, that's the thing. You don't have control. But Google is saying this. Do you know who this is applicable for? If you are creating an affiliate site, which I know a lot of people do and a lot of people make a lot of money, something like the Wirecutter, right? If you haven't been to Wirecutter, go check it out. It's wirecutter.com and they are always constantly showing up on page one, position one or position two of Google. How do they do that? that? This is exactly what they do, right? So if you, number one, if you are, Uh, affiliate marketer you can do this or number two is you can do it for your own product right and you could just contrast it with your competitor's product you can write in-depth review and create like why your product is better you don't have to always necessarily say hey no hey i'm the user i'm doing this obviously this is for product reviews but what you need you to do is flip it on his head and figure out how can i use this because if google is saying this is what's going to get you indexed and ranked maybe you want to do it the other way apply to your own landing pages, things like that. But anyway, uh, if you need more information on uh, how to really write quality reviews or quality product pages, there is a link uh, that Google has shared. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share that in the blog notes. Check it out, right? It says how to write quality reviews. That's what it is like. And it talks about what Google wants you to write about so that, you know, you rank on the top. With that, folks, the last update of this week is from, again, Google's John Mueller, and he talks about why not every pages are indexed and ranked or crawled and indexed and ranked. It's basically, it comes down to the economic problem. What is the economic problem? Number one, he shares, shares. Well, there's a lot of junk out there. The number of pages are infinite, right? We have limited resources the internet is not great everywhere in the world right and some pages changes frequently maybe multiple times in a day such as amazon's page so it's not possible for us to rank and crawl and index and rank every pages we figure out a mathematical prediction like where you know maybe we will rank this page we will this page has good information this page doesn't have good information it's crap let's just ignore it things like that right so why am i covering this on my show i'm covering is because i want you all who is who are listening to this show to be found and if you want to be found basically you need to write good product pages good home pages good stuff so that you google thinks you know what this is something unique i need to uh i need to crawl and index this page right you need to start doing that if you don't do it if you leave things on chance especially with things like you know wix and seo and all this stuff uh sorry, not SEO, Wix and Squarespace and everything. You know, people are, people are putting out content out there like, you know, it's like crazy. Not to mention, you know, Google also indexes LinkedIn contents and Google also indexes uh, medium content and things like this. Google is pretty busy all day long. So you want to make sure you put out good information out there, good content out there so that Google thinks you're worthy be of being crawled. But, you know, what I will do is, what what I've done is like, you know, in the notes, I put in the complete answers from john Mueller verbatim so you should check it out if you really want to read what exactly what his thoughts are but basically what this says here says google is not going to index and crawl everything that you have out there you need to write something good as well as you have to remind google to come and crawl okay with that folks that's it for this week in marketing now you know everything to be in the know if you'd like to read more make sure you visit our show page and where you will find the links to the articles once again this is your Hosaji Slam signing off until next week take care Bye bye Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing.